You are about to experience the corpse cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 314 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Shane. Yes, sir. An- another two weeks has passed. We actually did. We actually didn't skip a whole month. I know. We were there for a while. We were just doing once a month. Apparently, and- I'm not going to get COVID the third time. Oh, good. Good. Because we do not want any of that, Shane. We want you healthy and spry. Yeah. Because that's how that you, you make our lives way more well, wonderful. Thanks for that, for sure. Oh, you are welcome. Um, it's funny because uh, uh, a couple of episodes ago we did a we talked about Limp Bizkit and their brand new album. Right. Well, this episode we're going back to the mm-hmm. new metal heyday, and we're talking about Corn and they, their brand new album, their brand spanking new d- glorious thirty two minute <laughs> dude, album, dude. And uh, uh, also, do you want, do you want a Corn album that's an hour and a half? No, bro. Do you want a corn album that's rocking up to an hour? No. No. Do you, you want a 35 yes. easy peasy lemon squeezy? Dude, they their album is named Requiem. It came out just barely, right? Mm-hmm. Just uh, over the last couple February of February 2000 yeah. in the 2000 and the tutus. Okay, cool. So we're talking about that. And we're also watching a movie named Antlers. Yeah. Uh, from 2021. And uh, we'll be talking about that today. I do have a movie, uh, uh, not really. What do you call that? A request? Re- yeah. Okay. It's not really a uh, request. Are you demanding it? No. Uh, oh. But I, I did want to mention this movie, and I watched it on Tubi. Okay. And and it's like that movie we did last time that was bad. Oh yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Uh-huh. And it's called. And I want to know if you know this. Okay. Auntie Lee's Meat Pies. I've seen it, but I've never watched it. Stars Karen Black. Oh, is she old? No, she's actually kind of middle aged. So she's dead. Yeah. Now. So I mean, this has to be. Well, uh, it's not her dead corpse that's in the movie. It, she's. Well, I. I. I she's you. fairly thank fresh. You. I mean, she's like. Oh, so is it like from the eighties or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Pat gotcha. Morita plays the sheriff. No way. Mister Miyagi Dude, plays the sheriff. Do you know what's so funny in that? You know what? That sounds very familiar to me. By the way. And the thing is, that. is Miss Auntie Lee Karen Black. She makes the the best and sells the best meat pies in town. Uh-huh. How's she getting them? I'll tell you how. Four. Question mark, maybe five very sexy nieces. Oh, because they bring dudes down. home they bring and the yeah. guys oh, back. That sounds del- that sounds like delightful to watch. I'm watching it. I'm pissed for most of it because, <laughs> but I, I will just say it pays off in the end. But the minute you see these hot girls, you're like, okay, they're going to pick the guys <laughs> right. up. Yeah. There's going to be some shit. We're going to see nudity. So it's not really a spoiler. It was, for a, you to it say was it. a slow burn yeah, uh-huh. for the nudity, but it kind of pays off a little okay. bit. Well, I'll check it but out it was, either way. But it was kind of stupid, silly, uh, with some extremely sexy girls in it. And really? I'm thinking a couple of them are porn stars. One of them looked really familiar, uh-huh. like I'd, I'd uh, jerked off to her. No, that I'd, I saw it. 
you know, like the <laughs> thumbnail. I don't look at any of that stuff. I just see like the thumbnail, uh-huh. someone getting fisted, and I go, nah, I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> My goodness. And I think, I think she... I think one of them was in pornos. Oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'll have to check that out. It's on Tubi for free, so why wouldn't I? Auntie Lee's Meat Pies. Dude. Um, so I do want to uh, uh, talk a little bit about our friend Zero DeLorean, who passed away. Just want yes. just want to uh, just want to say we're gonna miss you, big guy up there in the Valhalla sky. Yeah. The guy that starts every episode and ends every episode, right? No, that's Stephen Tom. Oh, well, I mean, because it's... Because we play a little bit of... We uh, play this... His voice he's... is in the outro, but not yeah. in the intro. But right. yeah, Stephen Thompson is the guy who does the intro. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't think we... But, uh, Zero would have yeah. never done that. Hey, could you do this? No. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know what's funny? Now that you say that... Uh, those guys from Roosevelt do that podcast, and they've been asking us to do a little intro for them, and I keep forgetting to do it. Maybe oh. we'll do it one of these days. Yeah. Anyhow, um, no, man, anything else? I mean, because- I love him. He no. was amazing. I spent 25 years with him, six, seven years. Um, he's He was the smartest fucking guy I ever met. Yo, I'm sitting right here. He, he, he was an absolutely amazing lyricist. Uh-huh. Each and every song, you can pick a Die Monster Die song, listen to it, read, listen to the words, because every single damn song was fantastic. And I think the I think my favorite thing about it was that some of them were so clever that it like it, it they sounded almost silly. Yeah. And what was what? Wait, wait, wait. What's the? I never even rhymed Still one word. Inside. With, 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 anyway. Long story short, it's funny, and he did a great job with that. He will be missed, and the reason I even make make sure to bring him up is, number one, because we love him dearly, yeah, and number two, because it has something to do with the question of the episode a little bit later. So, All right. Anyway, you got anything else before we get going right You better get show? boned up on them. If he asks you about Die Monster Die songs, you better get boned up. Oh, yeah. Get boned. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't have anything else. Uh, and and you are right. Zero is sitting in Valhalla with Dave and Spook, his dogs that he loved, and uh, he will be missed, but he will be honored forever because he was he was one of a kind, one hundred percent. Like for literally, sure. I've never met anybody even close to how he was. The and, first and time so I unique. saw him, I said that dude looks freaky. Oh yeah, dude. He looks and even was like clean cut at the time. Like, oh, are you serious? Hair. I've never. But seen I that. saw him at a park gig, and I went. God, what's yeah. this fucking guy's <laughs> really? story, man? God, those fucking two different colored eyes and bulgy and yeah, but those were know. his real eyes, though, right? Those were his real <laughs> yeah. eyes. Yeah. No, I remember the first time I didn't realize he had a dead eye, so I was freaked out. I thought he was being a dick and wouldn't look at me, but whatever. Yep. No, any miss. We love you. Yeah, we love you. Um, okay, so why do we do this? Um, why do we get into the question of the episode that we asked last episode? And I hate to do. I don't know how many calls we got. But I do know that um, I had a really super busy week, and I didn't remind everybody on Facebook a lot, so I hope we got some calls, period. <laughs> but I know we at least have a couple. Anyway, well, uh, the question that we asked last time was, what is your, you know how you go when you're feeling sad or when you're whatever, and you're like, I need some comfort food, something that you're going to eat, something's going to make you feel just a little bit better, yeah, and to be able to move on with your day in a happy, good mood. Well, the question was, what are your comfort uh, an album you listen to, or a horror movie that you watch. And uh, we had some people call it in at 385-351-9273. And uh, why don't we get right into those? Excellent. 
it's the question of the episode. The question of the episode. Call into the bone phone, leave your answer at the tone. Question of the episode. All right, everybody. First up, we've got the voice of the Corpse Cast, Stephen Thompson. Here we go. Yeah, baby. All right. So at first, I didn't understand Mike's question, so I asked him what the fuck a comfort album is. Shut up. And he says it's one that makes you feel all warm and happy inside. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so like I make your mom feel. Uh, oh also sticky. Oh dear. Ew. Mom gets far sticky as too. Go, there's two. Well, there's three actually. Getting sticky with it. Listen to fucking Dark Side of the Moon or Abbey Road or Yeah. Meat Loves Bad Out of Hell all the fucking time. But the two I will seek out if I'm in a certain kind of fucking mood. If I'm feeling introspective, I always go to uh, Warren Zevon's Learning to Flinch. Oh, my goodness. If I'm feeling like need a little pick-me-up, it's always Iron Maiden's Live After Death. Oh, this dude. The reason I picked two live albums is because the songs are cut (laughs) out. So as far as movies go, they're... I used to watch like four movies all the fucking time, and only one of them is a horror movie: Caligula, Jesus. Orange, and Malcolm McDowell. Wait, wait, I would watch wait! Them over and over, bro. And over that is again. why you're psychotic. A horror movie I used to watch all the time, and will still put on when I need a pick me up is Blood Sucking Freaks. I oh no, love she this is. movie. Cool. I think it's everything that's great about seventies exploitation. It's so fucking over the top. It's fucking hilarious. And, I mean, who doesn't feel warm and fuzzy watching a woman get her brain sucked out with a straw? Yeah, exactly. All right, bitches. Y'all Dude, be cool. Get some crackies. You later. Now, Bye. what's up with the crackle? Snap and pop. Dude, Steven's like Caligula. <laughs> He's like, that's the way. Malcolm t- McDowell's t- cock swinging around. I was going to say, what you don't hours, understand about like, Steven is he's a connoisseur of cock. And so basically, he's like, so what? What else has that cock been in? Oh, it's been in Clockwork Orange. Let's take a look at that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, dude. Uh, so actually, he. So we have a douche cast uh, JK. chat, right? And uh, and all Stephen does is send dick pictures, and he'll like basically rate all the dicks, and he'll review them like a fine like food critic, like fine wine, like yeah, food critic saying this the, is the, got the a nice girth. Were, yeah, it was just, so he'll do that. And you know, this God one's got a bend in it. That'll really pleasure a woman. <laughs> but um Yeah, I remember watching Caligula going, What the fuck is this? Jimmy rented it from the Tower Theater. Oh yeah, okay. And I'm like, What the fuck is this? It's all just fucking absolute <laughs> sex and blood mayhem. That's the point of the movie. The the excesses of, of Rome at the time. My God, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, that's a good one though. Thank you so much. And for by me. the way, too, to his fucking live albums, that is one of my top three. Zevon? Uh, no. Or Life uh, After Death. Live After Death. Yeah. That is a great live album. So that's one I'd take to a desert island. Cool. Oh, really? No oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Iron cool. Maiden, Live After Death, or Kiss Alive 2. Not that first Alive album, but Kiss, Kiss Alive, Alive 2. 2. What songs are on that one? Uh, a lot of the same that are on Alive. Okay. Uh, but uh, Christine 16, Cold Gin. Uh, then you got, you know, if you're on a desert island, you're like, for Christ's sakes, I've, uh, you know, I'm done with Kiss. 
live, uh, there's like six songs that are recorded in studio. Ace Freely's Rocket Ride. Oh. And a few others. So you're like, oh, thank God I can listen to this for 15 minutes on this desert island. I can just get something that's not life. Until the blistering sun takes my life. To the, to, I'm saying, Stephen, thumbs up, bro. Thumb- you got good taste, buds. All right. So next up, we have Dan from Okanagan. I'm reading that. Okinawa? I, o- Okinawa. Oh, by the way, you know what I was going to say? Pat Morita in yeah. that movie. It freaked me out. Because the first thing I ever saw, right, was uh, Karate Kid, and he was wise Japanese yeah. guy. And then I saw him doing like a, a no, he was in another show, and I can't remember what it was. Like, was it a TV show? Was it, maybe it was like Taxi or something. I don't, I don't remember. But all of a sudden, he was talking just like a regular American oh, yeah. dude, and I was like, the fuck is happening? It was a rerun, right? So because I mean, that, yeah, those were I think before the Karate Kid. But I was like, the shit is happening. This You're is like, Mr. dude, Miyagi. this this fucking Miyagi <laughs> is straight up fucking Okinawa, bro. <laughs> it's like I I know people that live there, and that is it. And then you're like, oh, hello. Hey, does anyone know where the uh, the bus it's is? It's like, I, yeah, I, like, I could not pick that voice out of a lineup. Anyway, here we go. Hey, boys, it's Dan from Okanagan calling back. I uh, just wanted to uh, answer your questions. The Sweet. Love uh, you, Dan. The last couple of years, I've liked uh, thing by John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. I've been watching it a bunch. I think it's got a lot to do with the whole isolation and can't really trust people live the last couple of years. True that. Yeah, yeah. For songs... I'm in a shitty mood trying to get out of it. I like the uh, colors by Black Pumas. Oh. And also Daniel Deluxe's whole album. Like, Pause. There, got tons huh? Black Puma is a band I've heard a lot about, but I've never listened to. And it's Dan, like, you're speaking in another language. It's, I don't know. It, well, it's Canadian. So it's like, we don't Black understand. Black Puma? Black Puma is a band. Okay. And I don't, I mean, I, like a lot of people are suggesting, but a lot of people who I... I mean that does sound like a fucking like a, a steel kind of a steel panthery kind. Of, no, I, I don't know. It, I don't think it is. I think it's like straight up like just. But like, I'm saying like heavy metal. I don't like know. Like '80s metal sound. I'll check it out at the break. Yeah. Let's and what was the list. other one? Let's see. Let me go back. Black a bit. Puma and. Let me go back because I was talking. Daniel Deluxe's whole album. Like, Daniel Deluxe got tons of good songs. And Hold on. Like, I'm gonna go back. try and get out of it. I like the uh, colors by Black Pumas. And also Daniel Deluxe's whole album, like Corruptor, has got tons of good songs. Cool. It's got like different horror movie audio files that clipped into it, so it's pretty rad. Cool. Like, yeah, I'm in a. But I also had an idea for question of the episode. Oh. And it would be have you had right. any real life events that re- remind you of a horror movie? But that's good. Point, but it's actually like on par and like almost like shot for shot reimagining of that scene from a specific horror movie. I had a girlfriend. But, uh, I used to do things with the crucifix to remind me of Regan. Oh, my Jeez, bro. I'm, I'm getting moist. But I used to be a first responder, and there was times where someone's like heart would give out, and it would come back on their own. But in that little moment, when we were getting ready to do CPR, uh, sometimes it would come back because it's called an asystolic pause. Uh-huh. And I had that happen once, and dear Lord, I almost shit my pants. <laughs> Pretty terrifying, so obviously that's a zombie movie. Yeah, damn. Where they sit up and... Eat your face off. <laughs> Anyways, talk to you later. Uh, thanks for calling I in, man. That love ruled. that. Dan, call back. I need to know step by step each and every moment that happened in that scenario. <laughs> yeah. That's a dude that knows what he's talking well, about. Dude, it, you and know, we got someone on, on, on the phones here where if I have a massive heart attack during the podcast. You can we'll get him on the phone. He'll talk later, me through it. He can send you a voicemail and go, yeah, the reason why he killed over like that was this. <laughs> 
Dude, you know what? You know what? I always think about this. And so I have two sisters who are nurses, and uh, I have one sister. The older sister is a nurse practitioner, and she ran. I, I don't know if she. I don't know what the deal is, but she was like the main nurse at uh, an emergency room here in Salt Lake City. Right. And uh, it was it was the one in in Dirtyville, like down on uh, uh, shoot like forty first or thirty fifth south, and then west. Anyway, and she would like. She told me about all these stories and all this shit that she would see. I can't imagine. Like the thing is, is I, I, I don't know if I could do that job because it takes a special person that could do like be a first responder or be a nurse or be a doctor or something like that. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like she would tell me all these crazy stories, and like I said, it's in Dirty Town, so she would get like gang shootings and all this other stuff, and yeah. and uh, no, it was crazy. And uh, no, so I, I bet you that Dan has seen a bunch of shit being a first responder on that stuff. Oh, so that's crazy yeah, to me. Dude. Yeah, cool. I'd love to know more. Okay, so uh, I think there's Don and Ellie, but it says it's Ellen, but I'm going to assume it's Don and Ellie. Be awesome if Ellen called, but. Hey guys, this is Ellen. Ellen. Give you a call to answer the question episode. My bad. Uh, so, what are my comfort movie and album? Okay, for comfort movie, it's got to be The Lost Boys. Oh, that's a good right. love movie. You can't have a bad time watching it. It's just a great movie. It's so much fun. Uh, comfort album. That one's, oh, one's kind of hard, but I'm going to say The Cure Disintegration. Uh, okay. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. I'll fall back to that if I'm having a bad time. Just listen to it. Makes you feel good. Yeah, because The Cure always cheers me up, too. All right. Thanks, Dad. Some of the hardest drum beats that I ever played on... On uh, fucking what is it called? The uh, rock, rock band. Rock band. Yeah. Uh, from from the Cure and from uh, Dinosaur Junior. No shit. I, I I can do all wow, the metal shit a, and everything. That's a band I haven't heard of like in a long time. That beat that he's doing in that whole song is just like actually yeah it's because it's all because it's it because it's probably like all these weird time signatures yeah. And yeah, okay, I get so that. the cure and that the rest of it easy peasy. Metallica, give it to me. Slayer, come on. Oh, dude, I can't believe you said that about the guys who sing. So be it. You know what I learned the other day that kind of freaked me the fuck out uh, is there's a song called Dissident Aggressor. It's on the um, Metallica. It's on it's on, it's on uh, uh, South of Heaven. Oh, and Slayer. I love the song. I know every word of it. It's from Slayer. Yeah, on South of Heaven. Uh huh. I heard fucking Judas Priest from a way old album, and I'm sitting there listening to it. And I looked at my phone. I was like, "It's called Dissident Aggressor." What? And it is beautiful. Yeah. I still like Slayer's version, yeah. but I had no idea no that shit. was a Slayer cool. cover. Cool. Blew my mind. That's awesome. All right, so we got Ray from California. We haven't heard from him in a while. Oh, Here we yeah. Go. My king, Ray from California. What's up, buddy? What's up? Uh, it's been a while. Fucking hey. Uh, question episode. Go-to movie. Uh, comfort food. Uh, the original Dawn of Dead. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one, yeah. Not you know, etched in stone, but Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Favorite horror album. Well, time I guess would be uh, "Honor Thy Dead" from Die Monster Die. Ah, uh-huh. the first album that introduced me to Die Monster Die. Quite impactful. It's a good one. If if Shane doesn't say so himself. Um, he was a huge loss. Yep. You know, he reached a lot of people. Uh, yep. Gotta get back to it. Peace out. 
Hi, man. And Ray was there. He was right there to witness the the blood and gore and and horror. Remember when they came down? Steffi Pooh and Ray, yeah. uh, That was fun, man. And they got to see what we lived with all the time. Do you know what's crazy about that? Is that, it's crazy to think how many years ago that was now. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I, I mean, so we started this in 2012, right? Mm-hmm. But that, I don't know how soon after we started. I can't remember exactly the year or whatever that they came down for that and what went up. But it's been forever. Yeah. And it's, but good memories. It's good. Yeah, say like, memories are still there, man. I remember. I loved going to see Die Monster Die playing at Willie's or not Willie's. Uh, Burt's. Burt's. Sorry, Willie's is the new Burt's to me apparently. But playing at Burt's. Um, Knowing you're gonna have a good time, knowing that we're yeah. just gonna pack all the shit up after the thing, go to the band room, and all you know, it was uh, those were just good times, man. Yep. Those were just some. It seemed like they were younger days. Well, they were younger days technically, but it's like it seemed like like the innocence and the fun of just that stuff. It, I mean, we haven't had an experience like that in quite a while. Yeah, you were there, but that that moment when fucking Zero Delorean smacked into Lizzie Borden's bus. <laughs> yeah, dude. And he was just that was like, at Club X or Club Vegas or whatever. Club it used Vegas, to be, yeah. yeah. And it was just like, bang. That was so funny, dude. That dude had no cares whatsoever. <laughs> just like, hey, if it happens, it happens. I just remember the Lizzie Borden dude being all pissed he off. He was not <laughs> happy with us, but we're just like, we're trying to get out of here, bro. It's like, this oh, is... my gosh. yeah. That and was we're like... huge fans of Lizzie Borden, but, you know. Uh, what was that? What was their TV song that he crept out of that old? Uh, oh, that was visualized. visualized yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was also a fun night. We love you, Ray. Yep. I think he called back in. So hold on. Here we go. Mike, Shane, Ray from California calling back again. Tried calling earlier, but I was at work trying to be as quiet as possible, so I'm not too sure even heard what I was trying to say. Um, I wouldn't it's like uh, comfort food. I did mention. Uh, uh, Die Monsters Die, Honor Thy Dead. Yep. Um, I'm going to pause it real quick. How I got introduced to... I am going to find a way to get rid of this crackling from this computer. I vow it to you. Okay. Okay? Before next I mean, time, I'd appreciate it. Before next... I'm sorry, but this used to be the best way to do it. Now it's... Whatever you can do would be appreciated. All right. Thank you. The corpse cast originally. Uh, Essentially got referred to the corpse death by Shane. Awesome. Um, it's a great album. Uh, first one I, I was able to download for free. But, yeah. Uh, once again, my condolences to everybody in Lost Zero. Awesome dude. Only got to meet him once. Nah, he was a cool uh, dude. He was one of a kind. You got to see him, my friend. Um, favorite movie. Also like comfort food. I did say uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. I like all of the movies, put it on during Thanksgiving and stuff. That's, That's nice. it. Uh, hopefully you got it this time. First Thanks, time. man. Awesome. Uh, once again, my condolences to everyone. Love you all. Try to call in more. Late. Thank you. Love you too, man. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, it's good to meet all those people, though. Yeah, I mean, you and, know, and we've had we've had the guys the podcast, from room yeah. come down, and these guys, and then do you remember the guys from Spawn Atomic showed up and Spawn Atomic? And, oh, we man. had the murder murder land guys oh, come dude. down. Yeah, and- that was fun, man. <laughs> Those, that, you know, what's funny is so it's like my life has gotten pretty busy, right? Yeah, and I don't have enough time in to, to do much lately, other than just the 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 audio show, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember when I used to put so much time into it, and we we'd meet all these new friends, and we it was just so much worth. It was worth it, man. Oh yeah, Get, getting to know them because it's like I don't spend as much time on the Facebook group or anything like that, and chatting or anything like that, like we did with the old uh, 
we call those the the uh, the forums yeah. that we used to have and all that stuff. I don't know. I miss I miss some of those good old early days. But uh, yeah, we're still kicking. At you got to keep kicking. going, man. So you got to keep going and living and loving. <laughs> so what do you got? And for sucking and fucking and, and doing squeezing all squeezing and teasing. And uh, my my desert island foods. It would probably have to be. I mean, I'd I might have to go with Iron Maiden Live After Death. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my comfort food, and this is not horror, and you guys are gonna go, oh, my heavens. Yeah. But I freaking love. This show called Idiot Abroad. Oh yeah, with Carl Pilkington. Yeah, I seen it. <laughs> and I could watch that fucking TV series day after day and pick up a new stupid fucking remark from that guy yeah. every time. So I would have to. If it was going to be horror, it would probably have to be yes. stupid and silly. So I'm going sure the bad bends. The bad bit. Oh, the bad band movies. The bad band movies <laughs> those, because they are oh, so man. bad. You know what? They actually use those movies. They they make people in Korean prisons, North Korean prisons, I'm watch those. That's for what I'm talking about. Just, but that guy is so deadpan that yeah. it's like I could watch him for days and just go, <laughs> "What the fuck?" And he makes the same movie over and over. Yeah, he did. Yeah, exactly. So it's great. But they're they mean, they're fine enough. I mean, good for that guy, right? He, he did it in his own house. You yeah, know? I've never done that in my own house. F me. So I would say, as far as albums go. I would say when if I need to go back and listen to something awesome that just makes me happy, I will go with either Opeth's Blackwater Park or Allison Chains' Facelift. And it's, it's like bad. it's a lot of times people are like, I'm like, my favorite album by Allison Chains is Facelift. And everybody's yeah. like, Well, what about dirt? And I'm like, I love dirt. Don't get yeah, me wrong, I love dirt. But it just doesn't. It just doesn't hit There's me. There's a the, rawness about. Oh, well, and it's left. more depressing. Bleed the freak. Like I, I don't know why, but for some reason it's like, are you happy? It just bums me out on the stuff on the 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 dirt album. And I'm I'm pumped. Uh, Allison Chains is coming. So's Jerry Cantrell, and I'm going to be a both. Even though, even though, uh, wait a minute, Allison Chains is coming with Breaking Benjamin, which upsets oh, yeah. me just a little bit. But what are you going to do? And what was the other band though? Because it was kind of like, oh, that's not too bad. You got to sit through Breaking Benjamin, but there was another one that was coming. It's like a three band bill. I, I don't know. I, I just might know go those see two. that. Yeah, I mean, I might get tickets because I work at the place that sponsors the venue. So, oh, I mean, maybe I'll bring you. Maybe we'll get the good box seats and we'll go I love there that. and see. First it. time I saw Maiden since Fear of the Dark was with you. Yeah, and you had we had some good those seats. Were good I was seats, like, yep. my God, we're not back there with that trash on the lawn we are much too bougie to we were to hang out with the drinking. dribble back there oh my god that's great i'll say my movies obviously the ninth gate i I, oh, mean, yeah. I i've literally watched that in the last couple weeks because i i'll throw it on and just yeah that's your favorite yeah, i love it i yeah. love it but i feel like i'm with you it'd be it'd have to be something like super silly and whatever i'm gonna go with i i want to say the friday the 13th but i will go with the evil dead series you know oh, that's not evil, bad. Dead, evil dead 2 and army of darkness yeah. and oh man i love those so much but yeah you can't go wrong with anything that dude's in no no bruce campbell rules so there you go yeah uh okay so uh for next episode uh like i said the question of this episode is um kind of in honor of uh huey or zero delorean and uh basically this is a question i don't think we've ever asked which is shocking because this is 314 yeah you know um so because you know how you get on Facebook and somebody dies, right? They're always like, oh, Rip, we're so Everything sad. dies. <laughs> and it's like, the thing is, it's like, 
a lot of people, you know, will do that. And I'm like, whatever. But what actual, what artist death um, actually affected you? Oh. Is there one that actually affected you? Not that you were kind of sad about. So you threw some up on the Facebook or whatever. That's good. What actually touched you personally? Call that in at 385-351-9273. What artist yeah. hit you when they die? You said, my. God. I already know my two, and one of them's from House and Chains. Mother, so I've never da- I've never cried in my life, <laughs> and I have tears coming out yeah. for this person that just passed. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So, what we got next, Shane? <laughs> twist. Let's get into some corn. <laughs> All right, we're gonna play a song, and we'll be right back to talk about the album. Nice.
twist. If all day long you've dreamed about a new album from this Bakersfield, California band, or perhaps you just wanted to get your boogie on, then ting. Uh, the wait is over. That one, that one was not good, but no, the wait is over. Johnny Davis and the pioneers of new metal have returned. You might be saying to yourself, Shane, what's the name of this <laughs> band? Corn. You can like them on Facebook, official Twitter at Corn. They got that one. That's good to see. Official Instagram at Corn underscore official didn't get that one. Ah. They were so early, too. Yeah. Official website, cornofficial.com. You can't get corn. With a K? Corn.com. You say, dude, we got all the money. We buy it. You buy Well, right. Well, this guy wants $5,000. It's like, bro. Give it to him. We're corn. They got corn money. Requiem, released February 2022, 14th studio album. Nine tracks. A lovely... Wonderful, 32 minutes, 36 seconds, produced by Chris Collier on Loma Vista Records. Who else is on Loma Vista? Do not know. Ghost. Oh, okay. Rise Against. Do. And that Marilyn Manson guy. Oof. I just watched that uh, grooming documentary with that girl. Yeah. I'm like, bro, crazy. So what say you? What do you think? Okay, so uh, I need to just let everybody know. I feel like I am one of the last people who still listens to new metal on a regular basis. Now, it's it's more I do listen to a lot of Limp Biscuit still. I know it's crazy, but it's like one of those happy boy bands. It's yeah. like hey, like a chump. It's hey. a time in life, it's a period. And it's you know what the funny thing it's is? A period piece. Is like so Corn is a little bit different cuz they put out their first album. It's crazy a little bit actually. Because their first album came they they formed in 1993. Their first album came out in 1994, right? Right. Do you remember 1994? We were in the throes. We, we were just barely getting over hair metal at the time still. It was still a new thing, right? And we're all of a sudden we're getting all these Seattle bands and the, the alternative yeah. bands and the grunge bands, the Nirvanas, the Alice in Chains, the Pearl Jams, right? Right. And yet there's these this, this nerdy dude in a tracksuit with dreads and glasses, yeah. and he's like, screw it. I'm going to come out with this at this kind of music that no one's ever heard of before. Yeah. Like, and it, it, was n- it was nothing like what was going on at the time, uh, you know, with the... It's very true. And it so this guy had the balls to come out with it. And it's like it hit. I mean, what was that? It was like one, two, or I can't remember. Yeah. You know, some weird shit. What you gotta do, you gotta and then corn and and slipknot perfected. Uh, dude. Did Slipknot steal no, that corn? Yeah. You know who stole that is Ice Nine Kills. Because there's a lot of like I just what did. You gonna do I was. I, I meant to do a Slipknot song, but I literally just did a Nice Night Kills. And what it was a dangerous. Yeah, but it's um, it's part of the lexicon now in that kind of metal style. The funny metalcore, new metal. But okay, so so you got these guys. So these guys are old school, right? Yeah. And and the irony is is when the 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 new metal hit, you know, around 1999. You know, uh, you know, through like the early two thousands into the mid two thousands, right? Yeah, I was I was not in junior high. I mean, I got into it, and I was, I mean, I was uh, like, yeah, you're married and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like I was not this junior it high. It was kid. something fresh, hype, 
and new. Yeah, and it's like you had the rap rock and you had all this other stuff too. But it's like uh, uh, Bowling for Soup said it uh, said it very aptly in the uh, uh, in the song "The Girl All the Bad Guys Want" about how she dates dudes that listen to music. <clears throat> like they're mad at their dads or something like right. that. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the thing is, is this album, Corn 2022, Jonathan Corn and, yeah. and company put out a pure new metal album in 2022. They're still mad at their dads. Yeah. They're, they're still all upset and like, I hate you. You know, I mean, yeah. there's literally those little more seasoned. Oh well, no, sure, but but the but you know, you still have the you still have the corn. You have the, like the low, the the, the low risk. Yeah. Gong, 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 gong. And you have the. I almost wondered if they the, the weedly weedly type. You know, the top. You know, it's like it's the same. It, it's the same. I saw corn, and uh, no lie, I saw corn last fall, and stained open for him, and that was a, quite a treat, by the way. Stained. I've seen Stained because they played one of those uh, X96 fests or whatever. Dude, that was one of the cringiest like, shows oh, I've ever seen. Oh, for Christ's sakes, he's coming out with the fucking guitar. Dude, been a while. It's funny, though, because the the worst thing about Stained was is the, the lead singer, I can't remember his name or whatever, come out. He had a F. Joe Biden hat on. He's like, yeah. and he literally said 18 times during the concert, yeah, you know, people don't want me to talk. I don't really want to talk about it either with what's going on in this country because I'll get in trouble. And everyone was like, yeah, fuck yeah. And and I'm like, kudos to getting in trouble. But the first, the first time I was like, cool, cool. But like after like the third or fourth time, I'm like, dude, we know we got it. It's been a while. Play. It's been a while. Please. Yeah. You know, we're not anyways. Corn came out and uh, Jonathan Davis had just got off, got done, uh, uh, with COVID, and so right, he, and he's still having it too. Oh, he really? says he's got long COVID. He's still like I read an article a few weeks ago where he's still exhausted. Really? Because it's weird. Because I mean, it was it was a cool show, but they had this big throne right in the middle of it, right? And he'd always he'd always oh. sit down and and see from there. But I mean, good for good for him. It's like we had the box seat, so we were so close, and we were just like checking it out. And I would love to see corn life. It was, I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it was, I mean, I was shocked at how fun it was, you know, and, and I wasn't, I was there with my kids. So I had to be like totally straight and not even, they've been on the radio for years. Yeah. It's like, you go to a corn concert, you're going to know the jams. Oh, they played a lot off this album. They played a few off this album too, which I did not know because actually this, this was uh, put together in 2021, but because yeah. of everything. So they had to, they had to release it a little bit later, but I'm not going to lie to you. It was fun. Uh, this album, uh, it, it I mean, it's it's still like it's still like pure corn, you know. Yeah. It's like you you say it's more seasoned, but you got the the sweet like low new metal riffs, right? Where where the even the guitars sometimes seem percussive, you know. Yeah, really. I know Fieldy's going through some things. Well, Fieldy is was he not on there. the album? I don't. Yeah, he is on the album because he it sounds like him on the album because he likes the to dude, do those the dude bass who strings played there loose. too. The, the the dude who played live with him it wasn't Philly, but he sounded just like Philly. So just there I mean, we go. Just so you get that. Anyway, so you've I mean you've got your uh, your uh, your dark. I mean obviously these guys were more dark than a lot of the yeah. the, the new metal bands. Were uh, coming out. Jonathan Davis used to sign his his signature as HIV. Ew, when they first got, I remember hearing all the story. That's that's a sign of a great band. Yeah, is when you hear stories. Yeah. And as soon as they came through town, and they came through town a lot, yeah, being uh-huh. on the West Coast, uh-huh. and it was like, dude, they and they lit- legitimately had an old ambulance that they really loaded all their shit in for the first one or two tours. Sure, you know? 
But everyone's like, dude, that singer has AIDS. <laughs> and this is like, you know, you're like, Jesus. And they have an ambulance, you know, well, just in case he, you know, has an AIDS thing. <laughs> an AIDS breakdown or some shit. It's like, oh my God, who but is this monsters? The one thing that Korn did a lot differently than many of these bands was they kind of had, like, Jonathan Davis would, you know, he's got his voice, which is kind of, it's a very unique voice, right? Mm-hmm. And he would layer his vocals. And they did, I mean, kind of a, a, a la Allison Chains, but yeah. I mean, not. Kind of the same, but different. Obviously, you can. It's you. Yeah, you, no, no one's not Michael. Chain. What are you talking about? No, he I, doesn't sound like Lane. I'm just Staley saying or... they they and they did a lot of that on this. The layering of the vocals and all that stuff, which I you know I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. I also liked that this album reminded me of the Queen of the Dam soundtrack because I love that movie for some yeah. reason, and I love that soundtrack. Another again for some reason. And it was Corn that did the soundtrack. Yeah, it was that. Jonathan Davis that yeah. that wrote all the music. He didn't. He could not. He couldn't put out the. He couldn't put. He couldn't sing on the on the soundtrack because they were putting out an album. I can't remember which one it was. Issues or something like that. They were putting out an album on a different record label, so they didn't want uh, him singing on the. You, you know, can't do that because he's our property over here. Exactly right. But but I mean, you watch the movie and you you could totally hear him. And apparently, he's uh, he's got a vampiric supernatural voice. But I mean, yeah, I can see that. I don't know, man. This one. This this one didn't hit me in the boner. Jesus, a I, th- bit. I thought for sure no, you it were was, gonna it was fucking good. go kasplooge on this. Uh, it was it was decent. It was good, but it's like I listened to it and it didn't keep my attention. So all of a sudden, I mean, and being thirty two minutes long or whatever, right? It all of a sudden be over, and I you know and, and just I, I don't know. There there was a few really good songs on there. Let me let me show. You. I've forgotten the one that opens up with the worst is on its way. Where I'll let you talk about that in a bit, yeah. Uh, and you know, in a, in a you know two or three other ones I really like, but a lot of them they were just, it, it just seemed a little. So bit... the new metal masters saying that this is is just not cutting the metal well, the well, metal no, no, no. mustard. It, dare I no, say? No, but the thing is, is maybe it's because it just I don't know. It's just it just did not hit me in the guts. It's like it just kind of seemed like I'm not saying it's rehash retread, but when they're man, maybe it's just because I'm getting old. I'm 45 years old, and now he's like. F you, I hate you. And I'm yeah, just what like, was that like, one song about? Hopeless and fucking beaten. Yeah, I'm like, You're like, Jesus. I'm like, man. you think with all that corn money, they could have ke- they could have afforded some therapy or shit. Yeah, by you don't way, have right? to keep pounding it to me that I'm hopeless and fucking beaten. No, but okay, but don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I didn't like it. Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, like, I remember getting the issues album. Was that the that was the one with like oh shoot, what was on that uh was it? Boom, twist. Ba, ba, no, twist. No, was Twist on, was on uh, the first the original, one. I yeah. But uh, I remember getting that back in the day. I remember I was totally married and on my own living. I mean, with my wife, but we were, we, I mean, I'd listen to that and it's just like, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't a junior high kid, but still hit me. Yeah. This one is like, I don't know. It just seems kind of like the same thing. It's smooth. It's uh, the, uh, the, what do you call it? The production on it's great. Yeah. He still has all those things. So, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't like it because I did like it. Yeah. But I'm just saying it didn't like, I, would, I, was, the, I it, was expecting a lot more to be yeah. actually, especially it, after seeing them the and how catalog. much fun that was. Yeah. I, I agree. I get, I mean, I'll give this to Spotify. Hi, Spotify. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, the notes that I have here is I love the length and girth of this album. <laughs> yeah. It is perfect at 32 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think every album should be 32 Dude, minutes. Dude, that'd be long. like one and a half Opeth songs. Yeah. But, well, see, and you've turned me on Opeth. Yeah. I'm fine with the two-hour album from those sure. guys. Because it is weird. Because, I I mean, when we did Blackwater Park, and I guess that's an older kind of more 
metal album. Yeah, uh-huh. But I like the later stuff. Oh, yeah. The, but the, I'm just telling probably. you, man, Opeth blew my fucking brains out. Alive, when, right? I, when I saw them live, yeah. I was like, my God. Yeah, they killed. And so I've I, I've become, you know, twist and turn on that. But <laughs> So I can listen to two hours of that. But I would say for this, perfect. 32 minutes? Yeah. Get out of town. Um, it shucked. It was shucked, buttered, and seasoned corn. Yeah. <laughs> it had all the f- trademarks. Jonathan Davis sings more on this one with harmony and melody. I noticed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does a lot more singing and overlaying vocal, which yeah. I was surprised by. I like that. But I will say this is the first album I've listened to all the way through since the first one. Yeah. I've never yeah. listened to any of their albums well, here's, here's the at thing. all, like, other than on the radio. So the second one came out, the one with, uh, oh, what was on? I, all I remember is Adidas was on there, and uh, but they, they, it seemed like they just had kind of fake filler songs. So it's like it's not it's hard to get through a whole, a whole album back then. But, you know, you hit the, what was on that? I'm going to look that up. You talk. Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this record. I thought it was pretty good. But I don't know. I don't have a good reference for Corn Records because I've never heard any of those records other than the first one, and the first one was good and it was crazy and insane. But it was funny too. You're like, Jesus, the guy's going burgy, burgy, ting, twist, twist. Oh, the No Place to Hide is the. Is, I think that's a. Hold on, I'm gonna check it out. I know this is so professional. Now keep typing and. Um, but no, but whatever. And I'm on. I'm not even on my real account, so I have to go. I have to oh, sit through stupid. Oh my! And you're God. the and he's the tech guy. Everybody. I know, but he's I'm the tech. Guy. I'm logged into Chrome under a, a different email that has the uh, that does not have the free. Remember this one? Oh yeah. See, there's Fieldy. I mean, I, I can see where you're saying it's laid back. It's more laid back. And there you go. That's the, that's the, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I can see people in fucking banana Republic pants that are three sizes too, too oh, yeah. big right now. Do you know what the, maybe the, one of the best videos I've ever seen is? So Brian Head Welch had a, uh, anyway, enough of this, but yeah, that's the song I was thinking of. But Brian Head Welch became a Christian for a yeah. while, right? And he was dipped in the waters of uh, the Thames. Uh, yeah. Oh, was he? Interesting. But uh, I remember he went on a Mike Huckabee show, right? And he's, Jesus. <laughs> I know, dude. And they're sitting there and they're just kind of talking about, about you know, his conversion and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden, Mike Huckabee goes, you know, I'm somewhat of a musician he myself. He plays bass guitar. And uh, so basically, they played together. And I'm just laughing my ass off. You look that up on YouTube. Mike Huckabee, is it Phil? The, which, no, it's Head. Brian Head Welch. And oh my gosh, you will all day I dream about sex. Dude, and they didn't sing; they just kind of played the same like four the four bars over and over. It, it was just I don't know. It was that just, age is bad. It was crazy. It ages bad. It, it, didn't he just come out and say, "I'm spiritual"? It's like you don't. I don't no, know. No bullshit, man. <laughs> you don't get fucking baptized in the fucking Thames in the goddamn. Ganjin waters, and then come back and say you're spiritual. He was at the Bullshit. concert. He was he was there. We saw him. He was there playing live with corn. But anyway, that's all I got. I yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, I'll, I'll Spotify. I, I finally get some Burger Ting, Ting, Ting. 
Jonathan Davis was really not wanting to go there through this really? entire thing. That's like his. I mean, I don't know, but that's a signature. He oh, did but, nothing through that album until the, until last, the last song. song. Yep, you're right. And then he's like, they need some burger, burger, chicken, burger, 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 ting, ting, twist. <laughs> and we got it. Uh, and finally. that's what I needed. I wanted to hear him blow on the bagpipes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that. I love when Johnny blows he on He can't the blow with COVID, though. When Johnny blows on a bag, it is just great. Uh, overall, pretty solid songwriting. I wish Jonathan Davis would have blew in the bagpipes. <laughs> and it could have used more Sturgy Burgy Ting Ting. Sure. But overall, it's a buy. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. It is seasoned. It is is it is old crazy, dude. Seasoned I am corn. The, I'm but the new I, middle guy. I was very surprised. I was like, I mean, these songs aren't I was waiting for something to really stink. Yeah. And there was nothing that popped out where I went, ooh, that's cringy. Because they have those on other albums. Yeah. They really And do. it was like, this is solid. Yeah. And it's it almost sounds like maybe, they, no, maybe that's- they stepped down tuning or something. It, it's, it almost seems lower. Yeah. And then there was also that growl voice that, have yeah. they done that before? I Oh, I'm not a, a corn aficionado, because the last but one- But I mean, I like, like the one that where he's going, I am sick. Yeah, I, I don't know if they've done that a lot. Yeah. yeah so I'm not sure. So that's all I've got for that, but I give it a buy. Good, awesome. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you; it was fun to check that out though this this last couple of weeks. So that was good for me. I knew you love new I, metal. I, I, my girlfriend comes home today, and I'm listening. She's like, "Why are you listening to Corn?" And I'm like, "Shane picked it." And he goes, and she goes, "Shane, ooh," and just kind of kept walking. I'm like, "What would she like?" Right. Let's do her. Oh stuff. no, she sucks. She sucks at music. She's like, do. She, do she poison. Wants, look do, what the cat. No, I to. wish she would do that. She would do like MGK, like. Like I fell in love with an email. She's like, too old for that. Yeah. She shouldn't be listening. No, I to agree that. with you. I, shockingly, she's too old. Machine for Gun right. Kelly. Yeah, she loves. She likes a guy named Swaco. How and, weird uh, is it that fucking Kid Rock is going out on tour with Foreigner? Ew. By the way, Kid Rock's somebody I get behind. I don't even care. I don't even care. I mean, I'm not a Foreigner. Fan. They're two different eras. Because he was the new. He was a new rap metal. Feels like the first time. He's and then like, you got fucking bow with your bow to bang your bang. Dig. It's like, how do those crowds go? Yeah, that's that works perfectly. The best thing about his that one album, The Devil Without a Cause, was uh, when Josie comes out. On the J-O-E to the C, fool, call me Josie. Got more game than Coleco. I'm a freak, ho, call me sick. Three foot nine with a ten foot dick or something. And I was like. I had, I like, okay, quick story. But I, I hate fucking Kid Rock. Not for his political leanings or anything, but that fucking album, yeah. I hate because oh, I, when it came out, we were stranded in California, uh, in Sunnyvale, California, and we were, our van broke down, and this guy that was a mechanic said, yeah, you can come stay at my house. So we went, cool. And it turns out we had to wisp and wind around this fucking mountain all the way to this mountaintop, which was awesome with a little bar and yeah, everything. Cool. cool. Fucking Kid Row the whole time. Kid Row. Yeah, baby, yeah. And my guts were just going crazy because this was not <laughs> two minutes of straight road. Really? It was twisting oh, and got winding you. So you all got, the way. So you got that Pavlov's dog shit oh going Oh, my God. We got up there and, I mean, the night went on. Dude, how can you not, like, cry when he sings? I've been sitting here, all like auto tuned and shit. You don't even feel emotions. No, kind of, 
And the, my favorite line is, that's the price you pay to be some big shot like I am. And it's oh, like, he says that? <laughs> it's the price you pay to be a big shot like me. Yeah. You know, Trump got a hold of him to see what was going on in North Korea. What? I love that. Wait, what? I love that. It's like, Kid Rock, what would you do with Kim Jong? You know what? I don't, I don't know what's dumber. Mm-hmm. A president seeking his advice, <laughs> or him thinking he could give good advice about that. I don't know. I see. Ba 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 He's like, it's like, what does Kid Rock? You need, you need some dude from Northern Michigan. Anyway, anyway, let's let's move on. It was a buy for me, and I say, keep doing what you're doing, Corn, and good luck to Fieldy. I want him to be happy, healthy, and well. Of course. So what do we got next, Shay? Let's get into some trivia. What's the? Are you uh, a fan of trivia? I I mean, when I win, I am. All right. Corpse Cast Trivia with Mike, Shane, and Ricky. Corpse Cast Trivia. All right, we got some trivia. Do you want to know what it's about? Yes, please. Kids. Ooh. Simple. Okay. Simple and easy. Kids. Remember, remember that movie Kids in the 90s that disturbed the shit out of me? Is that the one that's in black and white? No. And they they show the skating kids around? Or is, is that Salil Moon Fry's documentary? Maybe that's Salil Moon. That's that's Punky Brewster, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, this one this she one filmed was like, her entire life. Uh, no, that was not this. This one was the one where a bunch of kids in New York that kind of just like didn't have like good parents. And so they walked around banging, doing doing drugs and banging like sucking fucking yeah, and doing it scared the shit out of me because i mean i'm not i mean i was older than the kids but i was like oh my gosh this is scary anyway yeah, let's go i would never do that i didn't more or less all right here we go let's go number one 2014 film imdb gives it a 6.7 in a lonesome house in the countryside between woods and corn fields oh it's hmm. very apt what Karn- year again 2014. Okay. Uh, I'll read it again. In a lonesome house in the countryside between the woods and cornfields live nine-year-old twin brothers who are waiting for their mother in the heat of the summer. Mm-hmm. When she comes home bandaged after cosmetic surgery, nothing is like it was before. The children start to doubt this woman is actually their mother. Good night, mommy. Turn up a ding. The radio twist. Yeah, it's. Luke. By the way, we have to do that from now on. That's a, that's a new tradition. The twist. L- Lucas uh, and Elias Schwartz were the brothers in that. Oh, cool. That was a pretty creepy movie. Yeah, you're it, like, it what freaked the me. I, I haven't seen it in years, but man, it was. I was wondering myself if that was her. Here's the fun nugget. The actors were not given the script, and the movie was filmed chronologically. That means from beginning to end. Thank you. And Susan Huest lived alone. She was the Susan mother. Susan who? Twist. Susan Huest. Twist. <laughs> lived alone. She was the mother mm-hmm. for three months to prepare for the role, often completely swaddling herself yeah. in bandages. Boy, that's a method actor, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. She also kept two pet cockroaches. Uh, what? Is that, does that signify the uh, twin sons? The, the sons. <laughs> Jesus. Number two. 2014. Oh, my God. My goodness. Uh, IMDb gets it a 6.8. Amelia, who lost her husband in a car crash on the way 
to give birth to Samuel, their only child, struggled to cope with their fate as a single mom. Samuel's constant fear of monsters and violent reactions to overcome the fear doesn't help her cause either, which makes her friends become distant. When things can't get any worse, they do get worse. Mm. What is that movie? I'm thinking maybe it's the Babadook. Radio twist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's the fun nugget. Okay. And you're not going to believe this. Okay. You know, Jennifer Kent was the director of that. I knew that it was a lady. Director Jennifer Kent holds the rights to this film. When asked if there would ever be a sequel, she said, I will never allow any sequel really? to be made because it's not that kind of a film. Do you know what the irony of that is? Wait, is... she's not done. Oh, sorry, my bad. She says, I don't care how much I'm offered. Exactly. That's In what I was about to say. the terms of money or sex <laughs> or drugs. Or butt-plugging. Or free anything. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Okay, now you can go. No, I was, I was going to say, basically, that's crazy because she could probably make a ton of money and just, just, just for the rights to it. Yeah. And then have she wouldn't have to do anything but just racking her millions. But I kind of like that, that she's going, no. No, that's cool. You Hollywood bastards aren't going to rape my f- movie. No, that's cool. And make Chucky 42. Bullshit. Anyways, here we go. Number three. All right, no worries. 1980 film. IMDb gives it a 5.4. A busload of children has disappeared from the quiet New England town of Ravensback. Oh. And Sheriff Billy Hart is on the case. A short while later, he manages to track down the kids. But unfortunately, they seem to have been transformed into a murderous zombies. Oh my gosh. By a cloud of radioactive gas. What is that? Oh my gosh. Uh Superman is in this, right? Um are you talking about Christopher Reeves? Yeah. No. Oh. I don't believe that he is. Then <sighs> I would definitely have that in the stars. Oh man. Because it stars mm-hmm. Martin Shakar, Gail Garnett, and Gil Rogers. Hmm, 1980. 1980, 5.4. Good score. Not bad. I don't know if I know this. I'll take the deuce. The children. Yeah, I would. Ah, darn it. I could have guessed, but. Here's the fun nugget. You're going to enjoy this. The noise made when the possessed children are killed is created from the sound of cats in heat. Oh, my. And the children... Made in the same year as Friday the 13th, 1980, has the same composer. Harry Manfredini. As Friday the 13th. So the film scores sound very, very, very similar. Similar? Oh, cool. That's cool, though. Here we go. Number four. 1984 film. IMDb gives it a 6.0. Andrew and Vicky McGee met while earning money as guinea pigs for an experiment at a college. The experiment was shrouded in suspicion and mystery and seemed to be related to psychic abilities. The two were married and had a daughter 
who has the ability as well. Naturally, the government takes great interest and uh, in the operatives and, and a secret department known as the shop mm. wants to quarantine them for studies. What is it? Is it Firestarter? Turn up the rate. You know what you I should have done? Firestarter. I was going to do that. Dang it. David stars David Keith, Heather Locklear. I didn't know that. Oh, I haven't seen that in so long. I can't remember. It stars Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. I didn't put her in. And George C. Scott. Oh, cool. You can't have that in the in, no, when, I, when I hit giveaway. the stars. It's like Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. I would have got that immediately, but I kind of did get it. Here's the fun nugget. Prophetically, a few years before she was cast in the film, six-year-old Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore's mother, thought that Drew resembled the girl on the Source novel's paperback dust jacket. Interesting. Drew, this is Drew Barrymore, she once said, My, me mom had seen this book <laughs> at a grocery lodge with a picture of a little girl on it, and she said, Gee, this looks like you. <laughs> dude, dude, this is from oh, Oliver she's Twist. Not, she's not from... England. No. She said it was okay if I bought it. And so I did. When I read it, I came into the kitchen. Oh my goodness, you're gonna love this. I bet. Came into the kitchen where my mother, where my mom went whammy mom was making dinner and said, I'm the fire starter. Really? Drew Barrymore said that. <laughs> I'm the fire starter. How does that I can't remember the other the twisted the fire starter. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm. Tr she says, I'm the fire starter. I'm the twisted fire starter. I'm Charlie McGill. But, but she didn't know what I was talking about. That's what mom didn't know. She yeah, said, I bet. I'm the fire starter. Jesus. That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Number five. Here we All go. Right, here 1979. We go. That's Ooh, a good old year. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Film IMDb gives it a 6.8. Good score on this. A man's wife is under the care of an eccentric and unconventional psychologist who uses innovative and theatrical techniques to breach the psychological blocks in his patient. Jesus Christ, that right. was a bunch of words. You did it, though. Good job. I did it. <laughs> I did it. I'm kind of patting myself. <laughs> when their daughter comes back from a visit with her mother and is covered with bruises and welts. The father attempts to bar his wife from seeing the daughter, but faces resistance from when the secretive psychologist, from the secret psychologist. Meanwhile, the wife's mother and father are attacked by strangely deformed children. Is this the brood? Jesus. Turn up! Did they radio twist? <laughs> God damn! Thank that. Thank goodness that's over. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun nugget. David, we know that David Cronenberg, right, mm -hmm. wrote this film uh, following the tumultuous divorce and child custody battle he waged against Margaret Hinson. My goodness. Cronenberg also said that Samantha Agar's character Nola Carveth possessed some of the characteristics of his ex-goddamn wife <laughs> that was just a pile driver. 
Man, I'm feeling good. I got four out of five. Yay. You turned up the radio, you old son of a gun. <laughs> All right, man. So there we go. Uh, you know what we're going to do right now, don't you? Play a little trailer for a movie called Antlers, and we're going to be right back to talk about it. Excellent. What is storytelling? Storytelling started with our indigenous people. Can anyone give me an example of a myth or a story they're afraid of? Lucas. What's going on? We found a part of a man in the woods today. Part of a man? I guess the other half was found in the mine. All this has got to be an animal, right? No animal I've ever seen. Something is going on with Lucas. These drawings belong to a student of mine. This is what was in the mine. It's a diabolical spirit. Excuse me, this is a myth. For you, yeah. He's not your responsibility. He has no one. He is my responsibility. He'll come for me. He needs me. He's here. All right, everybody, you just heard the trailer for Antlers from 2021. IMDb gives us a 5.9, directed by a guy named Scott Cooper. He has six directorial credits, according to IMDb, and I'm not familiar with any of his other directorial uh, <laughs> whatever projects. Uh, he also helped write it. Um, the screenplay has seven writing credits total to his name. Uh, also, nothing I've heard of. Uh, also was helped by a guy named Harry Chison. He has six writing credits, none that I've heard of again. But it was also, How does a movie end up on HBO? This one? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if there's, it's like, yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, no, I've I see what you're saying. Well, no, but they had big stars in this. I mean, I, I mean, a few like mid-tier stars, Carrie Russell and the and that dude who was yeah. on that football. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, also, it was based off the book um, by Nick Antolska. Mm. And, uh, and this guy actually has 16 writing credits. Uh, for movies and it's mostly TV or series now because I don't I don't know if it's been on TV but uh, you ever see brand new cherry flavor on I think it was Netflix or Hulu I, I have not but I've hovered over it and yeah. I went mm, it's interesting so I tried to watch it and it was like it was fine it was decent but I didn't get into it yeah but whatever he wrote eight of those um, Channel Zero, he did eight episodes of that, and I do like some some of the seasons of that show. Channel I'm not, Zero, yeah, it's like a, it's kind of a 
it's kind of like a uh, American horror story where every season's different oh. type of thing. You know, anyway, it, some of my like I don't know if he uh, if he actually wrote the stuff that I've seen, but anyway. Also, he wrote three episodes of Hannibal, which might be the top ten best TV shows of all time in Mike's brain. Really, Hannibal is amazing. So I'm looking for a good series, dude. Hannibal's great, dude. And it was it was on like it was on like Fox or one of the big uh, one of the big uh, uh, what do you call it like networks. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's so violent and it's so creepy. And it's like, oh my gosh, it was. I love that show. Like I love that show a lot, and I'm sad that it's gone. Wow, I might have to check that out. Yep, you should. Uh, starred Carrie Russell as Julia Meadows. By the way, Carrie Russell, I've had a crush on since uh, she was in those cute '90s movies. Oh yeah, I thought I was like, that's Felicity Huffman. <laughs> exactly. She's the one. Is she? Is that she Felicity? Is, yes. She's the She's one Felicity. that, that yep. got the daughter through the. the I've the never high. watched Felicity, so I don't know. No, but I mean, was she the lady that got her? No, that was the the chick from uh, 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 Bob Saget show. That they got her daughter like paid extra money or whatever to get her daughter into that college and had to go to jail. That's not this lady. <laughs> I didn't. Right? I don't know what you're talking about with the. Oh no 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 no. That's not this lady at all. I, her name I remember was Felicity. It was Stan, she it was, was, Stan, she was the, in Stanford. Like it was, it was a whole thing that she yeah. paid Stanford to let her kid in. No, that was Lori Laughlin. McLaughlin. That was the sexy, that. beautiful lady yeah, from she was. Bob Saget show. She was dating... Uh, Too many kids to handle, <laughs> I think uh, the name of it was. Also, uh, Jesse Plemons uh, is Paul Meadows. Jesse, it, it, her, he plays uh, uh, Julia Meadows' brother. Jesse Plemons has been in a ton of stuff. He was on Friday Night Lights. He was on... Uh, was he? Oh, I think he was on... I can't remember because I get these two mixed up. Breaking Bad or Sons oh, yeah. of Anarchy, but he I think was it was Breaking brutal Bad. brutal yes. in... Was it breaking? breaking? It bad. was Breaking Bad. Okay, cool. Uh, and a bunch of other people who I've never heard of. It was just getting to the plot. In the small town of Cispus Falls, Central Oregon, Frank Weaver runs a meth lab out of an inactive mine, while his seven-year-old son Aiden walls, uh, waits outside in his truck. Frank and an accomplice are attacked by an unseen creature. Three weeks later, 12-year-old Lucas Weaver, Frank's eldest son and Aiden's older brother, Spends time roaming the town, collecting a roadkill and killing small animals before taking them home. Lucas's teacher, Julia Meadows, played by Carrie Russell, is alarmed by his strange behavior and frightening drawings and attempts to bond with the troubled boy. She begins to suspect that Lucas is being abused and becomes determined to help him, spurred by her own experience of childhood abuse at the hands of her mentally ill alcoholic father. Since her father's recent suicide, she returned to Sispus Falls with her brother Paul, who's a local sheriff, and whom he she feels guilty abandoning when she was younger. Blah 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 blah. Basically, what happens is we find out that as Julia is going, Julia Meadows is going through all this stuff. There's not just the regular run-of-the-mill abuse. There's actually a supernatural point at play. We have what's called the Wendigo. Yeah. And basically, it's a story about about how depressing all these people are, and then this kid's in this very like awful situation, getting like all the responsibilities that he's got to do, take care of his brother and his dad, who uh, his dad is being possessed by the Wendigo. Blah blah blah. Long story short, that's it. That's yeah. all I got for the plot. Because I mean, basically, that's that's really all there is. Um, I mean, it, it plays out, and I don't want to give any spoilers or anything like that, but uh, what would you think? First thing that I noticed is when they're like, that guy's a meth addict. 
I was like, that's a pretty fucking sweet house that he's got there with nice property. <laughs> Well, that's meth you know, he's money. He's got tarps, tarps over the cars and stuff. I was like, God damn, that's meth bro, money, bro. Bro's loving it. <laughs> and I love those small town settings. Yeah, me too. You know where I love. I I don't know what that is about it, but I just love being set in some small little kind of cut off from like the, the the whole like what's going on in popular culture and all this. Yeah. It's kind of far away. They all have their own traditions and their own. Like way I life. love woods around, you of know. Course. It's like, oh god, don't well, go it was in Central the woods. Oregon, so it's beautiful. Yeah. How did she get that job so quick? It's like, oh, you're back. She's the teacher, dude. In a school, basically the the biggest export from that town is meth, and they don't exactly want to hire meth schools. teachers. Of they don't right. the kids aren't doing the meth yet, but it's like they don't want meth heads running the school. That's right. my that's my guess. I don't know. That's a good guess. Um. I loved it. I thought Did it was you pretty really? dang okay. good. Good, good, good. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was. I, I thought it was pretty. The the ending kind of left me. I like the uh, the dude that played the brother. Yeah, uh-huh. that was Jesse Plemons, um, the sheriff, right? Yeah, he's pretty good. He sh- he should have had. I think I think his role was pretty good in that. But uh, yeah, I like the 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 kids were creepy too. Oh hell yeah, they were. Yeah. So what do you think? So basically, as I'm watching this movie. The first thing I notice is how it, it's a gorgeously filmed fi- movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was dark and it was kind of depressing, though, is the thing. Because, I mean, there are muted colors. Uh, the weather was always overcast and it was yeah, always kind of dark. The landscape was beautiful. The Pacific Northwest, always raining. Uh, a lot of muted greens and browns in there. Um, <clears throat> there was a lot of time spent on the backstories of Julia and Paul Meadows. What's going you know, and. Uh, the backstory of, uh, uh, or not necessarily the backstory, but what's going on with the two boys and their meth-making father. Um, There's a lot of time spent on the weight of the new responsibilities of this kid and how much he has to take care of his brother and his dad now, right? I feel, I think my only criticism of this film is it took a long time yeah. to get into the Wendigo legend. and But when they did and they, and they had that uh, Native American you know, say, you know, explain it to us, stuff like that. That was really cool. And I love legends like that. I, I love watching that I, actor. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I, I was watching him the whole time. I was like, here he goes. And he never said anything. And then they're down in the morgue. Yep. He never said anything. It's what the old Indian, you know, Native American does. That he just sends there. Oh, he's wise. He's quiet and wise. You and know? I say, what do you think? And he says, it's a Wendigo. It, the... My only problem with this movie is it took forever, and it was very depressing. It was not. It was not a yeah. happy movie. It's not like chain, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, where you're having a great time. You oh know? yeah, you have to get through this. There's a. I mean, you're. You're. It, I mean, child abuse uh, themes, uh, not only with the kid, but with Carrie Russell and her brothers, Jesse Plemons' backstory and all that stuff. Yeah, it, it, I feel like it was a lot to get through. However, once we started, uh, you know, seeing more of the 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 what do you call it like the transformation of the meth dad you know from him just being I love degraded that, that scene right crazy, there yeah. i was like jesus i want that to come running through the woods no that's what i'm saying and the thing is once i got into it i was really into it i just felt like the first part was a little bit of a slog um but also i could tell after seeing the creature design 
that this was a Guillermo del Toro produced movie. Oh, was it? Yes, it was. And it's like, it, it made total sense to me. I didn't know that. It looked like after. a little swamp gill man kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. but it had uh, the moose horns kind of thing. I, th- it, I thought it was great. It I, had tree trunk limbs. Yeah, I thought I, the design of that monster was A-OK in my book. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I said, I love movies about like legends, stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. The thing is, if you can get through like the first act, the first act and a half, yeah. when things start to get, it, it, it kind of becomes just a creature feature flick, right? How great was that kid's artwork? No, it was good. I man. was like, that shit, I'd hang on my wall well, and if it's, I could have it. T- to be honest with you, it was crazy that that kid did such a good job. It's like he was a depressed little kid. He, it's and- literally one of those, you know, when they go, oh my God, it, he's what he's doing is he's drawing out on, on paper. His life, yeah, right. You're going, Jesus, that is a terrible fucking life. That kid's an that artist, Scott. Yeah, well, it's, it, it, I, I'm not. It's a nightmare. I think you had to go through that slog to understand the depth of the weariness and the sadness of this kid, right? Yeah, but it's it, that part was tough for me. It's like I started it a couple times, and then I was like, I can only take 20 minutes, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So, so you're stopping, starting. Well, no, and then I then the second time. I mean, I usually watch movies over a couple of days, anyways. But I'm just like, man, I want to feel happy right now. I don't, I don't right. need all the. For some reason, it was just really bumming me out. I mean, because it had to do with kids and their sadness and stuff like that, and that really gets to me a little bit. Yeah. But no, all in all, I really like this movie. I yeah. thought. Yeah. I read a couple of critic reviews, and I mean, and they're way smarter than me at it, like breaking down film stuff like that, and. Basically, all I ever do when I when I talk about a movie is how did it how did I like it? Did it make me feel happy? Yeah, exactly. Did, did, how, I mean, how, what did it do for me? Kind of thing. And I think that this movie was not the kind of movie I would watch all the time because I usually go for the horror comedies and stuff if I'm trying to have a good time. But I feel like this was like really great. I feel like the like the feelings and the and then you get you get. Finally, you start getting the the legend told to you, and you get the monster coming out. Yeah. I liked it, man. I I mean, I I'll be honest with you. I'll give this a buy. I I mean, I I don't I haven't bought it yet. Unlike the last couple albums, the vinyls that I've got over the last couple episodes, yeah. but uh, I haven't got it yet. But I like this quite a bit. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, you know, for the most part, I thought that it was a solid movie. I love the dark, damp foresty little town vibe to it. Right. Um, I was a little let down. It was like, it's the Wendigo. Why? That's well, the part I love the I Wendigo. Like, no, don't explain that to me. Don't tell me that it's got to be this thing. Oh, really? It's in the woods. See, that's a difference, I think, because I love those those legends. I love like, I love the, the legends. Yeah. But I don't like it when they go, because uh, you, you could have just left the Wendigo no, you're right, thing and it could, have, it could have not been called the Wendigo. But you got the and, old Native American guy that goes, hey, let me tell you what that is. Well, and we know all too. about it. Maybe, okay. So I you, love that part. I love him. <laughs> but you know how they could have di- totally diverted that? Yeah. Well, there's a story. It's about the Wendigo. Well, I mean, but but I've never seen anything <laughs> like this. Then you divert sure, it. Sure. Then you go. Gotcha. Now there's something similar to it that my Native American. We know this. That's in, we, that's uh, an interesting point you make. This is not the same thing. It's very. And then you go. And then I'm peaked. I'm going. 
Oh shit! What the fuck? Wait a minute! It's it's supposed to be the Wendigo. There was a there was a movie. I oh shoot! I can't remember what it was called, but it was in it was an English movie, and basically it was the Wendigo. They these guys were going out on a dude's trip, and I I'm describing it, but I cannot remember the name of the movie right now. Yeah. And basically they end up finding what is the Wendigo, and they but they never called it that. They they just right. they saw this movie this monster which I did, was amazing yeah so so there's two ways of thinking about this me when I'm like oh shit we can put a name a familiar name on it and it's I mean it's some scary shit because I've you know I've heard about the window forever love the love or, the ideas Bigfoot or whatever but you go no but that's not a, that's actually a, not a bad point that's, you make this is not that would have been creepy as shit if the old guy was like this is not anything is I've ever worse. heard. This some is something shit. worse. Yeah. Um, I felt for that kid, man. Oh, dude, so, that kid broke my heart. When he was like just curled up looking at that door and you're like, Jesus, what the hell, man? Like literally everybody in his life was no longer able to function. Yeah. And he had to take care of them and go to school and, and deal with all this stuff. Even when the teacher's going, what's going on with you? Because I care. He's gone. You don't know. So like, you wouldn't even believe it, bitch. You, you don't even understand. Yeah. But I did like that he took the ice cream. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, hey. Now, I got to go. I like this movie quite a bit. Like I said, I give it a buy. Um, the the like the real film critics, critics are divided on this. There's some that say it's the best thing. There's some that say it's the worst thing. Really? But like I said, that I That means they're not good critics. Well, no. It means that it's what hit them. But all I'm saying is I do the same thing. This is how it hit me, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I loved it, too. I give it a buy. Cool. So uh, you got anything else for the show? It sounds like we're winding down. Um, hmm. Twist. Twist. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so uh, let's go over the question of the episode one last time. In honor of Huey pa- or of Zero DeLorean passing, who is an artist who has passed away and it really personally affected you? Yeah. Call that in at 385-351-9273. Three eight five three five one nine two seven three, and for the corpse cast, we will catch you guys later. Keep it fucking dangling, bros. Power